1: Accelerating your fandom. This
0: is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm bo. And I'm back, and I'm back, and I'm back,
1: and I'm back. I mean, <laughs> bell. <laughs> Man, yeah, how are you doing tonight? uh i'm doing good i'm doing good doing good the weather's nice getting back in the swing of things and and uh i think everything's gonna be gonna be good everything's gonna be okay yeah yeah okay. yeah i think so i mean you know it's it, it's uh sorry i'm taking my jacket off because all of a sudden i just got hot
0: it's that's hot. all right you're doing the, the uh, uh mr rogers thing yeah you, you, well, beautiful day in the the neighborhood. Neighborhood. Beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood.
1: neighborhood i'm gonna gonna take off my jacket here stand a little bit away from the microphone
0: uh, thanks so much for uh, giving us a week last week as Belt was dealing with some personal, uh, some family issues. Uh, before we get started, Bell, everything everything cool? You you doing all right? Is everything okay there?
1: Yeah, every, everything's good. Um, uh, we we have my mother in law moved in now, and and we're you know working on uh you know getting her health back in order. So uh, mm-hmm. we have all doctor's appointments scheduled, and you know I'm cooking good, nice, healthy meals and everything. There and you go. And we're just, you know, we're working on it. We're taking it day by day, so.
0: Taking it day by day. All yeah. right, man. Well, look, we're, we're really happy uh, to have you back. And, uh, of course, your family's been in our thoughts and prayers this last past week.
1: And, hey, I just wanted to say I appreciate all the uh, mentions on Twitter and things like that, saying, uh, you know, good luck and wishing me well and all those kinds of things and the thoughts and prayers. I really do appreciate that. That was very kind of you guys.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, the Flash fans take care of their own. And there is no own of theirs more than Bell. Belle! Uh, <laughs> Belle! We've got, we got a lot of work to do, man. We've got a uh, pretty packed episode this week because of course we are doing not one, but two episodes of The Flash and we got to get at least a little bit of that Snyder, uh, Snyder cut talk in. So here's kind of what you can expect. I feel like I need to like lay out the groundwork here. We we got, we got the episodes we're going to talk about. That'll be kind of the primary meat of the show. Then at the end of that, we are going to talk a little bit about the Snyder Cut. Not too much. We will have, you know, later on down the line, we'll have like a full panel to screen, uh, release the rose colored cut, you know, full on uh, review of the of the Snyder Cut. But for now, we just kind of want to give some some immediate reactions. Bell says he's watched it. What was it? 16 times.
1: I have done nothing but watch the Snyder Cut.
0: I mean, you would have to if it was sixteen times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would have had to like turn back time in order to fit that in, in the amount of time
1: we've had. No, but I, yeah, I've actually I've actually watched it twice, and but yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. But before we talk about uh, and really dive into the episodes, want to address some uh, news. So uh, let's hit them with a the news flash.
1: News flash.
0: All right, man. So as you may have seen, as many now have already seen, uh, there has been a casting announcement. For the part and the role of Bart Allen, Jordan Fisher has been uh, has been cast in this role. Now, you know we we don't know anything yet beyond that. I mean, I, I, there is some kind of knowledge, and and of course some some uh, mining as to you know the uh, the the role has kind of been made public and that sort of thing. But I've been trying to kind of steer clear of it. Um, we have a Bart Allen. This is this is a character that is set to be a reoccurring type of role uh jordan fisher uh you know i'm not as familiar with him i think he's
1: relatively new i want to say um yeah you know i I was just looking up some stuff here and uh uh he's been active since 2009 he won dancing with the stars hey there you go winner on on, yeah season 25 he also hosted dancing with the stars juniors and to all the boys p.s i still love you that that's that's a recent movie right that's relative 2020. Oh yeah. wait,
0: he was in Hamilton. Well, you know, in 2016 to 2017, he was in Hamilton.
1: <laughs> that's that's uh, uh, to say, he was not part of the original cast. No, he
0: wasn't part of the original cast, but still, he was.
1: <laughs> like, you weren't in Hamilton. I haven't been in Hamilton.
0: Come on, we were we were in Flashleton. He was right? also All- in
1: MJ the Musical. That's pretty cool.
0: There you go. Anyway, so he's uh, he's coming. He's going to be Bart Allen. Uh, here, here's the deal. I um I, I think they are focused on a teenage Bart Allen. Which makes sense because it's the CW and the actor's 26. Uh, so that, that you know, reads as a <laughs> teenager. <laughs> I'm very curious as to where they're going to take things because we've already gotten what I would have kind of presumed to be a Bart Allen-esque storyline with Nora. Uh, I, I You know, I hope it's not too much spoilers to suggest that this take on Bart Allen, much like what they did with Wally West, uh, much like... Um, kind of how they've, uh, really much like they did with Jay, Jay Garrick, they're they're bringing the Flash family in a little closer together. So, for example, Wally is not, um, you know, Bart's, uh, or rather Barry's um, nephew. He's his brother-in-law. Uh, and here, it's not that Bart Allen will be their grandchild or, or from a distant future. Bart Allen here will actually be the son of Barry and Iris. So, from this standpoint, we're getting kind of another like it, it's hard not to say like we, we got another Nora here and I, I, I don't know like how do you think Bell we can look forward to Bart Allen in a different way from Nora or do you think this is going to be kind of like we we're going to learn from what happened with Nora and do things different this time
1: you know I don't know it's that's an interesting question I, I had I had assumed just I saw the casting headline didn't have a chance to read the article and I had assumed it would have been you know like a far future distant grandchild great-grandchild you know something like that I'm surprised to hear from you that he's going to be playing their son, like like some, you know, tornado twins kind of thing, like Nora and now Bart. That's that's interesting. So yeah, like that seems kind of, you know, we've done this, right? It's well, so I'm wondering, is there a path
0: I I so we're we're kind of, you know, a little bit of speculation around this, right? So I'm I'm wondering if there is a path to establishing Bart as a means to get Nora back. And perhaps Bart and Nora kind of become the twins. I, I don't know. I honestly I have no earthly idea. You know, it does kind of remind me of Diggle's daughter that became a son. And then after crisis, they they had both the daughter and the son. they both existed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's kind of a I'm wondering if there will be almost like a little family crisis, if you will, uh, when all this is said and done so that we have both Bart and Nora. I, I don't know. I, it makes me nervous, man. It makes me nervous because to, on the one hand, Nora was one of my favorite characters that they introduced on the show. I really, really dug her storyline. I I actually thought that she provided a lot of great growth opportunities for both Barry and Iris. And I'm excited to see on the one hand, Bart coming in with Barry and Iris having learned from their experiences with Nora. But on the other hand, I am a little nervous that this means that Nora's not coming back at all. Like literally she is gone. She is erased from the timeline and, and that was it. Kaput, you know, no more.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, may- maybe it's something like this, you know, maybe now post-crisis and everything. There are twins, but it's Bart's the speedster and not Nora. Uh,
0: we'll see. We'll see.
1: Or, or yeah, or I don't, or maybe she loses her speed and that's why Bart comes back is to try to help Nora regain it. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, she looked pretty clearly erased oh, from the yeah, timeline think, last time we I, saw her. I think you're right. <laughs> I
0: think you're right. I don't know. We'll we'll see what ends up happening. But, yeah, so that casting announcement is there. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see where they, where they take the storyline. Uh, tentatively... Uh, a little nervous, but at the same time hopeful, and and I think there there might actually be a, uh, a lot of fun. So, uh, all right, there you go. That's your news flash. Let's uh, let's jump into it. You ready, Bell? Let's do it. All right, man. Let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episodes four and five for season seven: Central City Strong and Fear Me. Belle, what happened this episode? Or, well, these episodes?
1: (laughs) Well, one week after Ava's attack, Central City begins to rebuild, and Iris and Allegra work to cover the Mirrorverse incident. The former struggles to face the trauma from her ordeal in the Mirrorverse, while Barry grapples with his guilt over not deducing Mirror Iris was an imposter. Meanwhile, Abracadabra returns and lets himself be arrested by Argus so he can complete an anti-matter bomb that he intends to use on Central City in retaliation for his family being erased from existence following the crisis, and to make Barry suffer. Barry successfully talks Kadabra into disabling the bomb, but they are suddenly attacked by a monster which absorbs the bomb. Kadabra attempts to save Barry, but is killed by the monster. It also nearly kills Barry, but it winces in pain and runs off. Allegra is promoted to staff writer and Iris joins a Miraverse support group. Elsewhere, after both suffering from headaches, Frost and Caitlin Snow have separated from one another. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but then... The team deduces that when Mirror Monarch used her mirror gun on Caitlin, Frost's metahuman DNA needed to create a new body, causing their headaches. While Caitlin wants them to remerge, Frost wants to live her own life. At Star Labs, the Speed Force, as Barry's mother Nora, appears badly hurt, carrying the same energy signature from the being, now named Fuerza, that attacked Barry and Kadabra. Barry places his Speed Force gauge on Nora's wrist so they can monitor her health. The Flash encounters an enemy nicknamed Psyche who uses his powers to force people to see their worst fears, forcing Barry into an hallucination with Eobard Thawne and Savitar, leaving him injured. Sykes sends out fear waves, trapping people in perpetual nightmares. The team uses Cécile's abilities and Devos' chair, along with Barry's speed, to send a wave of courage to counteract Psych's wave of fear, defeating Psyche. However, Barry is still suffering from the attacks and needs to put himself in the cryogenic chamber to heal himself. The liaison from the government's Municipal Logistics Commission, Kristen Kramer, arrives at the CCPD. Iris doesn't trust her and does a full background check on her. And then later, Kristen admits to Joe that she's really there to apprehend the fugitive Killer Frost. Later, Speed Force Nora wakes up and tells the team that Psyche also attacked her. She also believes that Fuerza and Psyche are like her. Dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So a lot, man. This is officially we are in uh, the new content, right? We are officially you know, in season seven. We've got new episodes and nothing says that more. Than that uh, episode four, man, in Central City Strong, where literally everybody is social distance from one another. Uh, the,
1: uh, in the. I'm I'm shocked they weren't wearing masks with the excuse of oh there's so much dust in the air after Dude, after Avis attacked. I thought the exact same thing. I was like I was
0: like y'all could have actually justified those masks if you wanted to, but everybody's outside. everybody's social distance, even in the support group. Everybody's sitting like seats away from each other. When uh when Allegra goes into Iris's office. She's like, "Oh, cool T-shirt. Can I have one?" She's like, "Sure!" And she like tosses it across the room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and like, like you know, after the support group, nobody's like hugging each yeah, other,
0: except with with like with like heart hugs, like love love hugs across the way. For example, uh, and we'll we'll get into it. But Barry defeats the bad guy not with punches, but with the power of love. Some people were complaining saying that happens too often. I'm pointing out that Barry's just trying to social distance defeat the bad guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, like Barry's not about killing bad guys and so how how bad would barry feel if he you know he might be an asymptomatic carrier mm-hmm. and like he could give abracadabra covid yeah. and it'd be super speed covid it'd like kill him instantly. plus it'd be you super know? speed There's,
0: covid he would have sent to the future because of uh, it's a future villain so yeah it all kinds of problems that's that's exactly what it was like the bat you know ah fights me flash and flash is like nah man six feet away okay let's let's talk this out yeah. okay
1: <laughs> tell me what's yeah, really listened. going on <laughs> Yeah, he, he didn't want to send it to the future. Then they'll be like, you know, we haven't seen this disease in centuries.
0: <laughs> What's going on? You know, I, I was wondering if there is any kind of benefit. Like, would there have been a benefit to actually writing a pandemic into the show? Like, like it, like w- w- that way. Couldn't that help the situation to some extent? I, I don't know. Ugh,
1: I, I yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, uh, you know, my wife watches uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy, and like. It makes sense for Grey's sure. Anatomy because they're a hospital, right? Like, I, I understand that. But, like, I don't know. You know, a lot of people watch shows to kind of right. escape the grim reality. Yeah. And so shoving it in the face on the things that they're trying to watch to, like, not have to have it shoved in their face. I don't know. You know, maybe if they had, like, a meta villain who's, like, you know, spreading a disease, I could see it something like that might work. But then again, how insensitive is that to like the people who are actually suffering sure. because of this? Yeah. So, you know, they're yeah, I, I, I think in the Flashes case, it's best not to do it, not to touch on it. And for shows that deal with medical stuff like Grace Anatomy and and, you know, um um I think I think Chicago Fire, since they're kind of linked, they they also kind of, you know and they're based in the real world, so they kind of like It makes more sense there and they treat it more respectfully and things like that. And so, yeah, it doesn't feel as as awkward or as insensitive and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I I just I don't think it would work on the flash. I think you need to keep it separate and obviously keep the actors separate because that's what they did in this entire episode. (laughs) There there was not a scene with two people that were within six feet of one another. It was hilarious. And I love the camera angles that they're doing to try to make it look like they (laughs) were closer together than they were. It was, it was, it was, it, it was mildly distracting,
0: <laughs> but not, not too much. I mean, like we, we all know what's going on. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to yeah. give him a, a thing. <laughs> it's it yeah. perfectly fine. <laughs> um, okay, man. So much to, uh, to, to, to dive into as we kind of get started here. Uh, we, first of all, let me ask you this. What was up with agent Drax
1: um, from
0: Argus who like everything, single thing that Cisco said he was taking like extremely literal.
1: Uh, he was a hologram. Clearly. Was he,
0: I mean, are we to
1: assume or a life model decoy? Yeah. That escaped the Marvel universe. <laughs> Seems
0: like a lot of escapes the Marvel universe onto this TV show. But yeah, no, I, I I think you might be right. I think that we might see that Argus is actually automated or something of that nature, right?
1: Or, or perhaps certain elements of it are. Because like none of, none of the uh, uh, agents, they all had like face masks and stuff on too. Mm. Maybe they're all like robots or something. That could
0: be. That could be. You know, I, I'm i wondering, was this supposed to be a joke or like a bit? Or was this actually supposed to set up the idea that maybe something at Argus is... Uh, to be to be dug into a little bit more.
1: I mean, I think it works as both. Uh, I, I, mean, the bit worked for the episode, but you know, we're sitting here speculating about it, aren't we? So yeah,
0: and given what we know, and I mean, all right, well, let me just go ahead and say this: we're going to be talking about both episodes essentially simultaneously. It's impossible not to to mention future knowledge when when doing two episodes at once, uh, especially how they play into each other. So, for example, Argus, like we see Killer Frost, like you know, pieces out before Argus shows up. She doesn't want to be around him. And on top of that, we see Argus might be a little bit more automated, so perhaps not with the kind of, you know, yay, good guys at the moment. What if we're actually seeing the setup of something has control of Argus that is going after Killer Frost right now? But, I
1: mean, why?
0: Well, it could be some sort of AI. We do know that uh, Abracadabra, whenever he shows up, he he loves to, you know, drop hints for what's to come down the line. He, of course, mentions the Cronarch. Uh, this could be some kind of like AI type of system, you know, right? So maybe Cronarch is are the the origins of, you know, Skynet. I mean, Kronarch are are kind of you know in the works over <laughs> at Argus, you know. I don't know, maybe,
1: maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I, you know, it it leaves enough there for 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 speculation and whatnot, but it also you know, like I said, it works as a bit. There, there could be some interesting things coming out of Argus. I I feel like. Where's Argus going to fit into this? Like we we already have these other fundamental forces that were created when the speed forces restarted. Right. So where does Argus fit into that? Like where are we going to have unless are we are we splitting up the season? Are we doing multiple story
0: arcs? I think that's it. I think what we're doing is we're laying down uh like groundwork for, you know, whatever might be going on with Argus as kind of the 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 latter half of the season. I mean, this is probably diving way too deep into what may have just been like a you know throwaway bit of somebody's like, "Hey, let's put Drax <laughs> on the Flash," uh, but but no, I think I think you're right. I think that that's that's the situation. I mean, with the forces, uh, and we'll we'll go ahead and talk about this. So you know, last episode, last episode was not my favorite episode, and I made no qualms about that. And the way in which it ended with the multiple lightnings, I was a little bit—is um, bitter the right word? I, I, not not impressed i I was you know i think it's safe to say i was not impressed with that as a, a cliffhanger
1: for a season yeah 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 yeah
0: and i mean like look a lot of people saw that and and they saw the various lightnings and and the speculation was very much tied to this concept of the various forces now for listeners who are not familiar in a in very recent times there has been an expanding on the flash lore so that there's not just the speed force but there are in fact other forces there's the strength force the sage force the oregano force the paprika force no oh, wait hang on the um the, the the speed force the strength for the strength force the still force force or like the slow force the sage force the oregano force the the, the <laughs> paprika force the
1: oh, i'm sorry sage force it, i think is, is ridiculous <laughs> Is this like punches from the punch dimension?
0: Yeah, something like that. Have you,
1: have you have you heard that? No, but it sounds great. It's 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 a thing they talk about for like Cyclops. So there's 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 punches from the punch dimension and meat from the meat dimension. It's like where like Cyclops' eye uh, beams are they're not energy blasts, right? <laughs> right? They're they're kinetic energy. And so where does all that kinetic energy come from? Well his eyes open a portal to the punch dimension, and so they're all just like, you know, punches coming out of his just, you know, physical force, right? There you go. And then, then you have, like, where does Wolverine, when he gets an entire arm, like, you know, ripped down to the bone, where <laughs> does that extra mass come from? He doesn't. You don't see him eating, you know, 15 pounds of meat to get it back, right. so it's meat from the meat dimension. Same thing with the Hulk. The Hulk goes from, like, a 90-pound banner to, like, an 800-pound Hulk. Where's the meat come from? Well, it's from the meat dimension. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> maybe that's a similar thing here. I don't know. So
0: I, I got to ask you about what is your opinion? I mean, like, should I take this uh, this this light ribbing as a a, a means of interpreting your um, your feelings towards the various forces? Uh,
1: you know, I, I, I I'm not too familiar with the the modern day interpretations of those forces you just described, especially the Oregano Force. That one sounds really mysterious to me. You know um, what? If you sprinkle <laughs> it in most things, it makes it taste better. But now, now is this the fresh oregano force or the dried oregano force? Because there is a there is a There's difference, a and there there difference. are different applications,
0: very different applications. I think if you're cooking like a stew or something, well, you know, I guess it really depends. Like, you know what? No, hey, let's get back on track, man. No, we need to we need to talk about this. I'm curious <laughs> because this is a new invention. This is kind of a newer uh, concept that we've seen in recent years. I, I'm and, and we've also seen the flash television series leaning more towards pulling off of modern day stories than they have in kind of longer, you know, or at least uh, more classic stories, um, you know, and, and which, you know, sometimes that has worked well, sometimes maybe not as much, but I am curious, about what, what, what are your thoughts on even just that concept, the idea of a strength force, a sage force, which is more like a mental uh, force. And then also the, um, the, the still force, what, what, what is your, what is your thoughts on this?
1: Well, I, I mean, you know, like again, I'm not I'm not too familiar with the introduction of these new forces in the comics, so I don't really have any background as far as that's concerned, and and so I don't really have a stake in it. But I I, I liked the idea of like you have the Flash has the Speed Force, which gives him his power. You have Superman, his Kryptonian DNA in the gravity well of a yellow star. The interaction there is what gives him his power. Mm. Different different thing like metahumans, it's their genes that are doing it. Whereas like Barry. Was not a metahuman. He got, you know, struck by this lightning, this this force that gave him that power and for the longest time that's really all the only example that we had of it. But I guess now they're 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 putting in this new stuff. And I I mean it just you know, we saw the lightning go out, so I'm assuming those those struck people. I mean right now my my question is it's like, okay, so why is the Speed Force good and the other force is bad? Well, because it seems like the strong force yeah. turned Fuerza into some She-Hulk kind of <laughs> thing, as Cisco uh, mentioned in this episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, she kind of reminded me a little bit of like Blockbuster, but uh, you know, I'm I'm curious. Um, I, you know, you're you're right, you're right. It, it'll be interesting to see where they take this. It's almost like there's a a pantheon if you will, of forces like with these kind of uh, like these embodied forces kind of taking on these these deity type of roles. You know, uh, Cisco makes the comparison to like Zeus taking mortal form. Uh, so, So thus the speed force is doing the same. We know that it's not like the speed force is solely embodied in this kind of Nora form because Barry is obviously still connected to the speed force. He's still able to tap into it. And so it's not like you know it's missing from that standpoint. Well,
1: yeah, it's just a portion of it. I would. Assume. Well,
0: I mean, or it could just be just a, a physical, like a literal physical representation, uh, you know, like an avatar, if you will. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll see what goes on there. The forces, I am not a huge fan of. Um, yeah, I'm willing. I mean, that, that's yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just saying that. That's kind of where I'm getting at, right? It's like I like the idea of the Speed Force. I like the idea of the other origin stories that we had there, but like these other forces coming in, does it feel like a ripoff to me? I don't know. Well,
0: all right. So you remember Blackest Night? Yeah. So for those that are unfamiliar, Green Lantern back in the day, really from Rebirth to Sinestro Core War to Blackest Night, there was this arc of graphic novels, this kind of magnum opus type of, of green uh, Green Lantern story. That was fantastic and it expanded the lore of the Green Lanterns exponentially. And the concept was that you had this, you know, emotional spectrum. So whereas the Green Lanterns, you know, their rings are powered by their willpower, uh, you had other rings of other colors that were connected with other emotions. And it was awesome because it created all of this like beautiful... A spectrum of colors to paint in for for all of the various artists out there. It provided a lot of different kind of story concepts. Uh, each individual uh, uh, you know faction within the various Lantern Corps also had kind of these these deity type of creatures, if you will, that were associated with them and. Uh, It was, it was just this amazing cosmic story that got everybody excited and merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. There was tons and tons of merchandise (laughs) bell. Like you could get all these different rings and all of these different variants of all these different characters, and then they could become different colors. And, and so it was like, you know, this major massive marketing success. And ever since then, I feel like DC has tried to recapture that time and time and time and time again, when they first introduced this concept of the various forces like the smell of a attempt at trying to do another Blackest Night, I, I started to, to take some whiffs, man, trying to get some whiffs of that uh, that, that type of uh, thing going on here where it's like, ooh, this worked really well for Green Lantern. But when we try to like exponentially like expand kind of some of this cosmic stuff and like, oh no, but now there's other, these different factions and they have these different color schemes and all this different things. It's like, I feel like you're trying to force that same kind of like this marketing perfect moment this kind of almost Zen moment in storytelling and marketing that you have with blackest night. I feel like you're trying to force that and doesn't typically yield the best stories. And so, yeah, I like why sage strength, speed, and still like, why are these the four and are there more? And why would there be specifically more? I don't know. There's just a lot of like questions that I have that I don't think there will ever be answers associated with them because I don't find them to be all that particularly interesting. Now, the great thing about the television show is that it takes from the comics and makes it its own. And so I think that there's a lot of potential for the television show to get me interested in a new way. Admittedly, when they made the comparison to kind of like, you know, these kind of godlike beings that are being created from them, there was kind of this idea of like, okay, so maybe there's like a like a force pantheon. Like, okay, get me excited about that, Cisco. Get me, get me hype. I know you can.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, it still begs the question to me is like, what makes the speed force good or is it just because barry's good did did these other forces strike lightning into 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 other people like why was psych and 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 what is like i'm sure they'll probably reveal this at some point but like you know psych what was he the 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 fear force well so
0: that's what I, i was trying to figure that out too i've i've seen some people say that he's supposed to be like the sage force or something of that nature i i to me he just seems like another villain who is tapping into some of this like extreme power that's available maybe because of uh because of these forces coming to earth um we see uh oh gosh we got to talk about steel man like she gets in the thinker chair that was that was awesome <laughs> yeah that was that
1: was that was super cool
0: that was amazing i loved loved the like the arc that her character went on a lot of times like her her power set almost feels a little shoehorned in from time to time this time it was like oh man what a great payoff like epic epic moment for her as she kind of combated um that and kind of applied uh, her powers on a massive scale. Uh, and so and, and also just great to see, by the way, the the reintroduction of, of older technology. We saw we, we continue to see this series borrow from itself time and time again. And even when like Barry goes to uncover the thinking chair, it, it's it's like surrounded by a whole lot of like memorabilia and things from the past. Like you can really see how the flash museum is is about to come together.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that was exactly the same thing I was thinking. I was like, "Oh, so the Flash Museum's in the basement of Star Labs." Now I see. <laughs>
0: I would be shocked if we don't see the Flash Museum like in full, not just in the future, but like in the present. At like, if not by the end of this season, I, my guess is it's happening next season.
1: I uh I feel like it's going to be one of those things that's going to happen like at the end of the show, like at the at the uh the last season is where they're going to do that yeah. and if that's next season I don't know but yeah I feel like we're going to have a fully functioning fully fledged flash museum by the series end
0: yeah really really quick with Fuerza my so this is this is part of the reason why I'm not sure if uh Psyche is supposed to be like one of the kind of the force gods because Fuerza looks similar to Nora just a really like hulked out Nora right like well, are they all going to look like Nora?
1: You know, I I I was I, I, honestly I was trying to picture who it like who it reminded me of and I couldn't I couldn't think of anyone. Now that you say Nora, I can kind of see it.
0: Well, I mean it's a monstrous thing. You know what I mean? Like there's a yeah, it's a monstrous it, version of a of a, you know, somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like Bruce Banner and the Hulk, you know. There there right. there's similarities there. You can tell there's similarities there, but yeah, they don't look the same obviously. So, yeah, um and I guess that's the thing too. It's like the, these don't seem like they've chosen a human host, if you will. Like right. Barry is the human host for the Speed Force, and then we have uh, Speed Force. Nora is the physical incarnation of the Speed Force. Maybe mm. these are the physical incarnation of those forces. They haven't chosen a a champion, if you will.
0: That's interesting. Maybe maybe these other forces have come to Earth for that for that purpose. Maybe uh, Forza is looking for. Uh, her Barry Allen and maybe you know hey if if in fact you have uh you know psych if if he is to be the you know the deity of the sage force maybe what we saw with uh Cecile is that she will be kind of the champion of the sage force I mean we saw kind of her eyes do a a funny thing and we even saw Cisco kind of looking into her eyes being like you know hey there's something happening here this this is not you know what I mean like there was something different
1: the other thing, too, is that, you know, she had that voice talking to her, telling her, you know, it's time to come home.
0: Well, that was her. Oh, that's a good point.
1: Because that wasn't her nightmare, I don't think. That was the the bank robbery was going on at that point, And the security guard was having a nightmare. And she was just, like, picking up on the residual psychic energy or whatever. And huh. so it sounds to me like that was the uh, sage force or the fear force or the fear factory. Uh, also, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wanna... the thing. They
0: may in- introduce different forces into this. We have no earthly idea where they're going to take it. I mean, the other thing too is, since her eyes did glow green, and since she was in kind of like a bit of a meditative state, I wonder if the idea might actually be that instead of tapping into the sage force, maybe she was tapping into the still force. I I, I don't know. Are we going to see a return to the turtle? By the way, if we're going to have the slow force show up, as
1: <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of my thought. But so, but the, but here's the thing, though. Okay, so. Uh um <gasps> Bell. What what? She's McSnurtle.
0: Yes. She's McSnurtle. That's what it is.
1: She is McSnurdle. And McSnurdle
0: is the still force deity.
1: Yes. Ah! We found McSnurdle like, McSnurtle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is is the, the yeah, it's the slow force uh the the, the uh, post entity.
0: The post crisis is is uh is the still force deity. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, but um, we saw four distinct bolts of lightning come out of there.
0: Yeah.
1: And our I, now, correct me if I'm wrong, one of them was purple, right?
0: Uh, no, we had blue, which I think is supposed to be sage. We had red, which I think is supposed to be strength. And we had uh, green, which I think is supposed to be still. And then we had yellow, which, of course, we know is
1: speed. Why was I thinking one was purple? Um... You know, I, I I think I think what it was is that because uh, I, I saw Fuerza and then I saw Psyche and both like uh, Fuerza had yeah. a purple jumpsuit on. It's like had purple powers. So I, I was kind of ex- like I was expecting when these villains were to show up that their power set would be reflections of the colors of lightning that we sure, saw. Sure. And so far, that hasn't been the case,
0: which is confusing. We are children. Marvel taught us that, that one color means one thing. And so you need to show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah spoon like feed this to us. I mean, for real. But like that, but but you know we we've derived meaning from different uh, uh, you know colors of lightning, which seem to be the real yeah. the real thing here. And I think that's yeah. you know I think that's uh, that's true here. So like that, it just begs the question to me. It's like why aren't we seeing that with Fuerza and Psych?
0: I'm not a huge fan. That's the other thing too of these different forces being visually communicated in, in lightning. Uh, for that reason, I find, I find that like a little, little confusing, a little frustrating. It doesn't make as much sense to me. Like, wouldn't this, wouldn't the strength force, like, wouldn't it manifest in more of like a, I don't know, a physical kind of way? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't the sage force be more of like a, you know, a mental thing or, or even, even the still force, if it's supposed to be more of like a meditative approach to stillness I, like all of these, I feel like, like still force that shouldn't be a lightning
1: you know what I mean like Yeah, this- no, no. I I agree completely. Yeah, like when we saw the lightning bolt go up, we should have seen Barry's lightning bolt and then three other color mists or vapors or beams or whatever, but they shouldn't right. have been lightning.
0: Yeah, that, that that it's a little confusing. And maybe it was and again, I'm not entirely sure they knew they wanted to go in this direction. I think they just threw a bunch of lightning colors in the sky and called it a day. But that's I I went on that rant last week, so I'm not going to do it <laughs> again. <laughs> um uh, hey we got let's talk about frost and caitlin they have uh done the whatever the reverse of that uh kamitaya uh, Kuma, uh the thing the fusion dance fusion dance they did the unfusion dance
1: yeah well they, they or they took off their uh one of the earrings the there's also a, a a pair of earrings you can put on one person puts on one the other puts on the other and they fuse
0: there you go That's they did they the exact Vigito. opposite of that and so we got Caitlyn and frost uh, now, this is exciting for me. I, I I don't know that I've said specifically I wanted this, but I have specifically wanted this for quite
1: some time. What? Uh, for them to be split? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah.
0: Like, this is the best of both worlds, quite literally. We get to keep Caitlyn. We get to keep Frost. We, can, we now have a Frost that can become a villain. We now have a Caitlyn that can stay a hero. Or, twist, what if Frost stays the hero and Caitlyn becomes like a
1: mad scientist villain? I don't see that happening.
0: I'm just saying it could, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I feel like a, a Frost villainous turn is going to be like an accidental one. Like she's going to be because like she's clearly reformed. Right. Mm. But I, I feel like pushed into or, or put into a corner or a situation where she has to like defend herself or whatnot. She's going to be like one of those uh, good guys on the run kind of thing. Like she's going to be chased by mm. Timely Lee Jones and she's going to be like, it hey, was the one armed man. And he's like, I don't care. and And she's like, I didn't kill my wife and then she jumps off a dam and
0: (laughs) And then freezes it
1: yeah 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 she she slides down the dam. there you
0: go yeah no i i I think you're uh, right in spirit if not in execution
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you don't you don't think tom lee jones is gonna come hunt killer frost for for killing her husband and then blaming it on a one-armed man and then yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah.
0: I don't think that's going to happen in the slightest. I think it'd be amazing if they get Tommy Lee Jones for this, but no, I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen at all. Uh, no, but I do think that you're right on. I think that we we are going to see the beginnings of Killer Frost going full evil. I like that it's not, you know, that we are going to kind of take take a little bit of a slow burn, a, a freezer burn, if you will. Uh, so I'm all I'm all for it, and you know, I like the idea that this, you know, com- like could potentially pit Caitlin against Frost. Um, up front, we see that Frost does want to be separate. She is kind of benefiting from having uh, the ability to stretch out her legs. And we see that Caitlyn doesn't like that. Caitlyn kind of wants her back in her head. What about this? Why do you think Caitlyn was so eager to connect the two again? Is it is it because of like abandonment issues with her own family? Or is she concerned that Frost without Caitlyn could yield to some of Frost's lesser, you know, Uh, qualities uh, more more evil tendencies if you will
1: well frost kind of said or like caitlin said in the uh in the episode that you know she she missed her and she wanted her back uh, because you know she just missed that presence of her and i i feel like it was more along those lines than caitlin being worried about frost i don't think caitlin worries about frost anymore so here's
0: the thing. I was surprised that Cisco was actually as like, you know, oh, well, we got to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Like he was very quick to like, be like, all right, let me just go ahead and figure out a whole fusion dance thing for you guys. You'd think he'd be more excited. I mean, he was excited. He had that, you know, dumb, goofy smile on his face. I was like, hey, check it out. Two Caitlyn's at the same time. <laughs> like he was yeah. just like, like big wide eyed.
1: Well, I I kind of get the feeling, though, that we might get a uh, uh, a fusion dance between them to save Kate or to save frost from like, you know, the government and whatnot.
0: Mm. Interesting. And so interesting. it
1: might be a kind of thing where like they fix the firestorm matrix and they call it the Froststorm matrix and they can split and join up at will in order to kind of like hide her or whatever. But who knows? Unless... Like, w- w- will they at that point then just take Caitlin?
0: Could be that uh, frost goes on to be, you know, the the champion of the frost force.
1: Ooh, no! I got it. I, the frost force. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is what's going to happen. Maybe they will stay apart, and they're going after Caitlyn because they know that Caitlyn is Killer Frost. And then Killer Frost is like, no, no, no. Oh. I like we we have to split. Or if if they do get get joined together, they'll be like, we have to split. I'll take the fall, whatever. And because that was her that was her biggest fear, right? Is that Caitlyn turned her in? That's that. Yeah. Um. Hmm. And she's going to refuse, and Caitlyn's going to refuse to. And then, so that's going to result in them saying, okay, well, well, we're taking you, Caitlyn, because you have Killer Frost in you. And then she's going to be like, no, and they're going to they're going to split uh, if they are together, which they might not be. Or she's just going to go turn herself in so that Caitlyn doesn't get in trouble for harboring a fugitive. I
0: would love to see, you know, we've we, we gotten like, you know, rogues team-ups throughout the series, but we've never really gotten like the rogues as a, like, a season-long force to be reckoned with. With Frost switching sides, if she was to switch sides, like, let's say she goes off to Argus and she makes some friends in prison, it'd be nice to see... Well, not nice, but, I mean, it would be interesting to see a a storyline where, like, she was either a a top-tier, if not the leader of the rogues, fighting Team Flash, because she now... Like, now this is actually one of our own. You know what I mean? Like, we have we don't have to introduce a new character with some sort of backstory shoe to horned in of like, I got a daughter and she's really sick and that's why it's okay for me to break the law. Like we, we, like we, we actually know who this person is and we've been with her and we know and like, you know, we're, we're invested in her journey so that if Barry and and Iris need to hold hands in front of her and tell her that the world is going to be fine and, and, and you know, she's through the power of love, their care bear stare is going to save the day. (laughs) Then, we'd be more more attuned to it because it's frost and it's like well yeah of course we're gonna try to like care bear stare her. yeah you know and not just for social distancing yeah. like because we, we, want her, <laughs> we want her to be
1: back well and also yeah like it would it would kind of make sense right like let's say the, the circumstances of her arrest like she was uh she was doing well and like she had, she wouldn't pardoned for the things that she did but um Perhaps, like she feels like the systems betrayed her, and maybe, maybe Barry and Caitlin and the team try and absolve her, and it doesn't work, and so she becomes jaded to that, and so you know she doesn't want to lash out at, at at Barry because she doesn't have any hard feelings against Barry, but she this yeah. the, she's like this system's got to stop. It's corrupt and it's bad, and it and it's putting good people behind bars, and so I'm fighting against the system by doing these things. And Flash, of course, is going to be like, well. I got to stop you because what you're doing is illegal and it's, it's wrong uh, in my you know flash eyes. And so they have a, they have a, a, a difference of opinion there that she gathered because of her treatment at Argus or uh, the, the circumstances of her arrest. And so therefore you have frost who would be a rogue who doesn't necessarily want to hurt Barry, but doesn't want Barry getting in uh, her way. Hmm. And so we can have a, a situation where, you know, frost feels this need and this desire to uh, lash out against the system that betrayed her. Um, and Flash has a need and a desire to prevent her from doing things that might harm others. And maybe Caitlyn doesn't want to harm others, but like there could be, you know, collateral damage and things like that with the stuff that she and the rogues do. So I could see that arc for, for Frost. Yeah. The, the thing that I don't want to happen, though is I, like, <laughs> it's kind of funny I'm saying this because I know we said we don't like things to just drag out. It's like, oh, how many episodes is this going to go on before it finally ends? Because we had a lot of episodes building up Frost. And so I think it would be this. This this needs to be something if they're going to do something like that. It needs to happen over the course of several episodes, so we can kind of see her slowly build up into that Killer Frost persona again. Because you you don't want all mm-hmm. the work that was put in to her character and all those other episodes just to be thrown out the window in one fell swoop. You know that it just. It, uh, it, it, but. I don't know that it's it, going to take that think, many episodes it, for me. I, I think I'm ready. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it just betrays all the all the uh, character building they did before. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like why spend all these episodes building her up to be this person, and then all of a sudden, like one episode when she meets one bad guy, and the one bad guy's like, you know what, you should just do some crime, yeah. And all of a sudden, she's like, you know what, I will do crime, and like <laughs> it just it just it, it betrays her character because her right. character has had a lot of growth, and so for for her to reverse that growth, there needs to be. A lot of good story there to make it make sense.
0: know I hear that. I mean, like, you know, one thing that would be kind of interesting is as we see her in the field kind of establishing her power, if there was some reason that kind of pushed her to kill someone, because again, that hadn't actually killed anybody. Uh, and and then maybe we see kind of this difference of opinion, kind of almost like in a, a Barry Oliver type of um, split, where Killer Frost is like, Barry, we got to like, we got to ice, you know, no. No pun intended. We got to ice some of these people like like, you know, there's some some people you can't care bear stare down. You got to you got to actually put them, you know, 10 feet under and, you know, and so maybe we see her become something of an anti-hero, but maybe that pushes her a little bit deeper into, you know, well, if you can't beat them, join. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, she becomes an antihero and she doesn't have the support that she needs. So she has to do other things to get the, you know, money or whatever that she needs to uh, continue fighting crime in her way. Yeah.
0: No, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, well, yeah. well, but I think I think it, this this provides a lot of exciting storytelling opportunities. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing where these characters go because both Caitlin and Frost, I think, are far better separate than they were stuck together. And, yeah, uh, and I think we we as an audience are are better for it as well. Now Allegra gets a promotion. She's going to be a staff writer uh, for uh, Central City, uh, the Central City Citizen. Um, we also see that. Um, even though she is right across the room from Iris, she's got quite, uh, quite the over overarm to be able to toss that t-shirt all the way across. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Iris, man, loved Iris's uh, story arc, especially in the first episode where she was kind of dealing with what came before and kind of the trauma from the Mirrorverse. I found the the scene where she went to the rehab or not rehab, but the kind of the uh, anonymous type of group, the support group uh, for folks who went through that experience. Reminded me a ton of Jessica Jones and season one with the purple man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying with that. Like I'm the, picking up what you're putting down. It's a
0: very similar in that, that, you know, you were literally watching your life. Like you had no control over what was, what was going on. I mean, you know, obviously very, very different. Um, But that, that, that loss of control, that complete kind of abuse and not just being pulled apart, but also having to watch someone else live your life. Um, yeah, it, it, I thought that uh, the way they, they handled that, where they wasn't just like, oh, well, you know, dust hands off that, you know, that was last season. It's kind of nice that we've actually seen some bleed over and how much of that is because la- the end of last season is technically the beginning of the season or, or, or rather how much of that was planned. Who knows? But I think we're better off for it because that was such a defining moment, especially in Iris's life uh, to have to go through that traumatic experience for you know half a season, essentially, or at least a quarter of a season.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Um yeah, it's always nice to see stuff have consequences, right? Yeah.
0: Although people are still kind of like questioning her motives. So like when she's visiting her dad and and the, you know, the the agent is there, the um, you know, uh lady who's who's looking for Killer Frost is there. She's very paranoid or she comes across as very paranoid, so Joe's thinking that maybe this is uh, still tied to the mirror but I don't know. He might, he might actually be right. Like it might be two things. She might've had a hunch, which she did and it was right to be fair, but it also could be a little, you know, PTSD. I, I don't know that like a good pep talk and uh, you know, <laughs> going before the, uh, the mirror anonymous group just <laughs> absolutely like cures, you know, <laughs> cures such a traumatic
1: experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, mecha vibe. Man, we got to talk about MechaVibe real quick. Uh, what, do, what do what do you think about MechaVibe?
1: Um, you know, I I I think it's cool. It it sort of makes his decision to not be a meta anymore seem pretty stupid. Ah, ah, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: Listen, listen, I'm not I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to complain about that anymore. I just love that he's getting back in the field. And you know, if he's like, hey, I don't want the shortcut of of being a meta human. I want to, you know, be. Uh, use use my science, you know, and I'm gonna science my way into the field. I'm gonna science my way in the back back of the field. I'm gonna I'm science science here, my science there. My science all over the place. Mecha vibe.
1: You know, honestly, I wouldn't have really cared if he'd just been like, Yeah, I made a cure for the cure. And then they just <laughs> never talked about it ever again.
0: I, I you know what? I disagree. I like mecha vibe. I like this approach, and I'm not gonna complain about it. Although it's possible that perhaps there is more going on with Cisco. And that's gonna lead us to this week's
1: speedster speculation.
0: Well, we saw Psych give everybody visions of things that they fear. Uh, we, we actually went into their visions of things that they fear, except for one person. We never actually got a chance to see what vibe saw. And, you know, when when asked about it, he's like, oh, uh, oh yeah, you know, uh, it's just uh, Camilla, something bad happened to Camilla. What what did, what did you guys see? Like, he is not ready to talk about what's going on. And if you remember, while he was stumbling around, he said this, no, no, this can't be how it all ends. Bell, what if Psych was tapping into Vibe's, you know, latent powers and giving Vibe not just a vision or a nightmare of what he fears but a vibe of a potential future that he fears
1: no you can't no no, no you, you can't what? say that vibes having vibes and not say and, and and not agree with me about the whole like he just reversed the cure no, like no no no, no, no I, he doesn't he, he doesn't have any more future powers he only has vibrational blasts that's all he's got I'm,
0: no i'm saying that that no i agree i'm not saying that he does i'm saying that that psych did this psych tapped into latent meta abilities not he
1: doesn't have any latent meta abilities they're all gone he cured them
0: well okay fine that's
1: why i'm i'm adamant that he should have just been like yep i cured the cure and then just didn't and just done it he's a meta human again bang all
0: right fine 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 all
1: right so you're so (laughs) what what do you think that vibe saw uh i think he saw uh camilla breaking out with him (laughs) seriously that was it (laughs) that would be so lame that can't be true like, well, I mean, like, why not show us anything?
0: Because that's my
1: point. Everyone else is. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I don't buy it. Like, there there are, <laughs> WandaVision... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you saw the. I, I I will no longer. I will no longer speculate at, at completely insane stuff. And right. to me, that's kind of completely. I I think. I think. It's, I think it's all what we're just seeing. You're just taking it seeing. on face value, 100. percent Yeah, I think it's. I, I, I mean, I don't
0: know. I don't know. Wandavision broke I, you, it, but Wandavision broke everyone. That's fine. That's you know. What? Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't even have speedster speculation. We should have like no. The, but Wanda, I mean, there Vision are things Anonymous to speculate about.
1: Yeah. Power. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, yeah, he was quick to say, "What did y'all? What did y'all think of sure And when they didn't show us what he was thinking of, but no, it can't end this way. Like, okay, what could be coming to the end? His relationship? Yeah, that's that's what they're that's what they're uh, uh, wanting us to think of.
0: I think I think that whatever is going on with him, whatever he saw is related to what's going on all right, this is this is my WandaVision-esque, you know, swing for the fences type of speculation here. I think that what Vibe saw is some kind of like nightmare future scenario that he's able to see because of latent powers that, all right, I, I hear it, I hear it as I'm saying it, but just <laughs> let, let me get it out <laughs>
1: Yeah, right now in my head right now I just see you uh-huh. uh, as 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 Charlie Day like in front of the <laughs> the whiteboard with the red string all over it just uh-huh. like you know with a dirty shirt on like waving your arms around. Right.
0: Right. Listen, he's got the latent <laughs> abilities. Psych was able to tap into him because because Psych's connected to the Sage force and that's some sort of god power things that situation that's going on. And that gave vibe a vibe of the future. And it's a future that's connected with whatever's going on with Argus, which is also connected to whatever's going on with the the Cronarch. and and so basically the the back half of this season is all going to be tied to whatever Vibe saw. And if I'm right, you you owe me a Coke. <laughs> I'll
1: pay you one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, so what you're saying is hashtag It's all connected.
0: Y- yes. <laughs> yes, that is what I'm saying. I, I hate you. <laughs>
1: All I, right. Yeah, I, I know. No. All right, fair enough. I mean, sure, you can think that, but I, I, I will give you a dollar if that happens.
0: All right, I will take that dollar. I will take that dollar to the bank, sir. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, we got, you know, so we're doing things a little bit different. We wanted to incorporate some, uh, some Snyderverse talk here, or rather, some, uh, some into the Snyderverse? No, some Snyder Cut. We want to talk about the Snyder Cut of, uh, of Justice League that came out before we can let y'all go. And, well, you know what? Because this is Flash TV talk, we're going to be, uh, we'll, we'll mention a few things, but we'll mostly talk about what happened with Barry, with the, uh, the, the Snyderverse version of Barry Allen. Um, and uh, if you've not seen the Snyder cut, if that is something that is important to you to not hear people talk about uh, until you get a chance to, I guess, pause life for 12 hours. Uh, <laughs> why why did it come out at the end of the pandemic? <laughs> like,
1: like the- I know, I know, right? <laughs>
0: why didn't it come out at the beginning? Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so we're about to talk about that. Full spoilers for the Snyder cut of Justice League. Uh, if that is not your cup of tea, we'll, tea- we'll see you next week. All right. Snyder cut. They has been released. Release the Snyder Kraken bell.
1: So I enjoyed it. It was much better than the theatrical release. The first time I watched it, I uh, God, what time did we start? It was over at like two thirty in the morning, and I didn't feel that time at all. It was it was very very strange. Mm. Like I was halfway expecting for a four hour long movie and granted you know the same thing with uh with endgame it was three hours long but i you know i i don't feel that time when i'm watching that movie right and i didn't feel the time when i was watching uh, the snyder cut it was really interesting um because i I, like i i was i was i was interested in it like it was you know like the 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 new scenes that we saw with the flash and with a couple of like cyborg stuff and like those different things uh the way they retold the story made it a lot more interesting um like i'm not saying it's a perfect film and that it's like because i've seen people like oh my god this is the best film that's ever been made <laughs> there's no point in watching any other movie or making any other movie ever again because it's not a- and i'm like no no that's that's not true at all there 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 are still problems with it there's no perfect movie but like it's way better than joss whedon's cut and again that's not saying a lot. Uh, well, okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's a low bar. It's a low bar. To, yeah,
1: it's, a, it's a very, very low bar, but it but it jumps over that bar pretty well. It was fun. It was entertaining. Um, the second time I watched it, I did fall asleep. So yeah. I, I, I will say that.
0: Well, I've only watched it the one time. I, I You know, all right. So first of all, yes, Eon's better than than the Whedon cut. The biggest thing this movie has going for it in comparison to the Whedon cut is makes sense. Yeah.
1: Like the story makes sense.
0: Yeah. Look, don't hire this, this. I think there's a lesson here. There's a couple of lessons
1: here. Um, which WB will not learn, unfortunately.
0: Well, so first of all, Zach, let me just say this. Zach Snyder, uh, by all appearances and and stories, seems to be an amazing uh, a human being, uh, a, a nice person, a good, uh, you know, obviously someone who's been through a lot of tragedy, um, but also, you know, just, just, you know, well, well beloved by a lot of people who have worked with him and are close to him. Uh, and so this is no slight to Zack Snyder. Here here's my thing. Don't hire Zack Snyder unless you want Zack Snyder to do what Zack Snyder does. Don't don't put Zack Snyder in a corner. Uh that being said, for like launching a Justice League or a DC film franchise, you never should have hired Zack Snyder in the first place. This man like isn't going to like make you like, you know, your traditional blockbuster-esque movie.
1: Unless What? Unless? What? What, what? what do you mean unless? I don't know. If you want to tell an elseworld's elseworld's tale, right, but like no. the injustice storyline which is what he was doing, then sure. But that's my get point. Zack that's to that's do my it. point.
0: You don't hire him like so that you that, that's exactly my point. So you do not bring Zack Snyder in to launch a Marvel competitor. Like you bring Zack Snyder in once you get to your quote-unquote phase 4 of your Marvel competitor, right? Like when when we can get silly and crazy and and do some things. Uh this is this is a movie. I think this is actually A fantastic film. I think that it is. I think it is absolutely uh, uh, incredibly audacious. I think that it is a movie that is made for a very specific audience. That is not universal. That is not going to to be kind of a big crowd pleaser. That is not going to be a huge money maker. It is going to cost you an arm and a leg, and it is going to appeal to a very select group of fans. That are not going to have the kind of money that's gonna you're gonna see a return on it. I think it's a terrible business venture <laughs> for, for this movie to have ever been made. But I do yeah. think it is a fantastic movie, and it is for a target audience. And Bell, my friend, we are that target audience. So I think that there is something to be said for you know uh, the audacity of Zack Snyder to make this movie. Uh, but I think that is it's you know it, it's just this beautiful mess that the the winners out of all of this is is us is the fans the people that actually like you know, exploring kind of an Elseworlds, as you say, Injustice version of the DC universe, the Snyder, of the verse, if you will. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was great. I loved the, I loved seeing the actual story for Cyborg, which we never actually got a chance to, to see in the original. Um, we, I love how they set up the Speed Force with Barry. I loved how he played directly into uh, the, you know, uh, the the defeat at the end. I love that. We got a chance to see him reverse time, man. There were so many great moments that was, I actually stood up, man. I stood up in my chair and started yelling, run, Barry run at the, <laughs> at the very tail end when he was going, going back and reversing time. That was amazing and visually stunning. It was, it was incredible.
1: Yeah, like all the flash stuff, I I really enjoyed. I, well, okay, so the the first flash scene was cool, but it was kind of creepy, and we'll talk oh, about oh that my. in the uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's save that one for when we actually go. Yeah, <laughs> Cause, yeah.
0: Because yes, but, I've got thoughts on that
1: too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, like you know, like overall, like the story was good. Like, I it didn't need to be four hours. It did not need to be four hours. It's ridiculous. It needed it to be hours. twelve hours, Bell. Twelve hours. It, it, it needs to be the rest of time. Release the Snyderverse. There is only <laughs> there is only the Snyder cut. <laughs> release the Snyder. Timeline. (laughs) Yeah, but but yeah, like yeah, I um overall enjoyed it. Like, I I didn't think I had zero expectations going into this, and um it it exceeded my expectations. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but I I really like I I I wouldn't (laughs) like I actually to be fair, I think the original
0: one I I would end with that with zero expectations, and it definitely went below my expectations. So no, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair fair commentary.
1: Yeah. And and I actually wanted to watch it again. Like even though it's four hours long, I wanted to watch it again. And um like definitely did not happen with Justice League. I was I was really not looking forward to watching Justice League when we did the 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 rose colored cut. And um and and now I want to see uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League two and three. Yeah, I actually I ne- never thought I would ever say that.
0: Yeah, I want to. I want to see a continuation of this world with the understanding of what this world is, with this world being allowed to be what it what it wants to be or what it what it is trying to be. Um, but I think that it's, you know, I, I think in order for that to happen, I think there needs to be more of an HBO series than a movie. Like this, this, like this universe and this storyline lends itself to an HBO type of show and to be more episodic rather than to be a massive movie that's not made for everybody and let it be that good that like people are talking about it and then like oh okay well let me get on board on this okay oh Superman is is evil all right well let let me get on board with this you know like HBO I think is actually this is the the weirdest like the 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 bright little little moments that we got here in the darkest timeline that we live in is the fact that we got a chance to see this movie in its completion. And I will say this: my hat's off because I'm pretty sure I'm on record several times saying there is no Snyder cut or the Snyder cut would not save this, and you know it would just be as terrible. I was wrong. I was wrong. I I was very wrong. This is a good this this is this is a unique movie. It is a unique movie that is made for a, a certain group of people. It should have never been made, but it but it's here now, and we have to live with that. And now living in the world in which this exists, I have to say, I was wrong. I enjoyed this and I want more of it.
1: Yeah. And and I have to say that I was wrong and that there was a lot more principal photography that Zack Snyder finished. Yeah. Uh, Like apparently most of the stuff that he filmed was the nightmare scene at the end. Uh, this, this is the $70 million reshoots that I'm talking about here. Sure. Uh, it was the nightmare scene at the end and I think a couple other things. Um, but most all of that was shot, which I was I was surprised by. I, I didn't realize that there was that much that he did. Uh, and it makes me even more surprised that the studio just destroyed uh, what he did have and like, let Whedon kind of like, you know... <laughs> mess it up really bad. <laughs> See
0: that's the thing. <laughs> and, this was an unfixable movie from that standpoint.
1: It was. It was. You you couldn't take what Zack Snyder was doing with like setting up this injustice kind of timeline and make it into a regular superhero film. Exactly. Because that gives you Justice League and it's and or Joss Whedon's Justice League or or or, or Justice League as I've seen it referred to. <laughs> and it's just bad. It's yeah. bad. It's kind of like with Suicide Squad where like they had David Ayer create this movie. And then the they they had the trailer company make a trailer. People like, oh, that trailer looks cool. And then the test audiences were like, I don't like David Ayer's version. And then so they got the the trailer company to cut David Ayer's movie.
0: Right, right. Listen, <laughs> this is this is this is really what it kind of comes down to. Like, the the time to get like the time to get Snyder off of this movie was way back in Man of Steel, like. I feel like there was a lot of people that kind of communicated this tone was not a direction they wanted to see DC
1: go in. But you don't see the tonal stuff until Batman v Superman. I, I disagree. I think I think
0: the the style, like the visual artistic style, kind of the the uh, uh what's the right right word here? Like the melancholy nature of of that movie. Um I think I think that a lot of people kind of responded like, "Uh it, it, okay, but like could we actually get like a fun connected DC universe. And so you had kind of these conflict conflicting things of like Snyder's like, Ooh, well I I will tell you a connected universe. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be like this. And people said, oh, "We, you know, uh, okay, but that's not really what we want right now." And the studio definitely didn't want that. And yet, no, the, they the persisted. Studio
1: did the studio
0: did? They wanted a connected universe, and for some reason, they thought that Snyder was a good person to do that for them at this time. They Pro- wanted
1: a connected. They they wanted a connected universe that was different from Marvel. Yeah, that's what they were like. Listen, we're different from Marvel. No,
0: this is what the market. Like, I feel like that was a bunch of marketing trying to make up for the fact that they didn't have what they actually wanted. Like, like when it all comes down to it, you got on a roller coaster, you had a chance to get off the roller coaster when it was safe, but now like, it's like Splash Mountain. Okay. Like there's several points in Splash Mountain to get off the the ride. If there's a problem, you can't get off the ride once it's going down the big mountain splash thing. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's where they were is it's like, okay, now you finally got to the top of the mountain and it's starting to go down and you're like oh no this isn't what we thought that this was going to be quick get off the ride well if you do that you get impaled on those little plastic you know briar patch things <laughs> and, and that's what happened that's what the J- J- justice league cut is it's 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 a it's a movie that's impaled on the splash mountain bri- plastic briar patch things
1: yeah yeah which should be a
0: Princess and the Frog ride, anyway.
1: Anyway, but like I, I, I don't know. Like I, 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 I'm not. I don't want to be one of those like you know release the air cut people. But I am curious if David Ayer's original cut of Suicide Squad was more in line with, uh, um Snyder's Snyder cut. It'd be interesting
0: more... to see, but I don't think that it's necessary.
1: No, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I don't think it's necessary. But um, you know, it's just, I just, I just, yeah, like you, ha- you have these directors and they make movies in a specific style yeah you know and then you're like
0: let's do the exact opposite (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know we'll see um look we uh there's there's like uh, one more thing about the flash i want to mention um love that moment when he says uh you know he was my hero he was talking about superman um i thought that was such a great little character moment we didn't get much of that before and so getting these character moments uh, with with Barry and then with Cyborg, especially like um, really gave this movie a, a heart that it was missing the first time around. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I enjoyed it very much. I'm excited to do more of a deep dive in the future, uh, which, which who knows when we'll be getting to that, but eventually we will. I think it's safe to say eventually you will have a uh, release the rose colored cut look at the uh, the full, the real, the the Snyder version, Snyder Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah, should be great. All right, man. I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Unless you have any other thoughts before we uh, close out.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll hit him in the. Um in the, the the panel screen.
0: Yeah, the deep dive, absolutely. All right, well, uh, folks, you can follow us at Flash TV Talk. Uh, you can also follow Bell
1: at ring that bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com.
0: If you like books and faces, we're on facebook.com slash flash TV Talk.
1: And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach who provides music for our show. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Bach.
0: You like podcasts? Of course you do. Check out tvtalk.fm for some TV talking podcasts that you might also like tvtalk.fm and if you enjoyed this don't worry we'll be back in a flash
1: Jordan Fisher, also known as the Fishman in high school, he swam a two hundred yard relay race in nineteen ninety seven and beat the world record, but it wasn't recorded due to faulty equipment. You can find out more on things I just made You know, I am glad that Mister Rogers had a TV show because
0: I feel like he'd be labeled as a freak otherwise, which is unfortunate in terms of like the time and everything. I just I, I feel like that, like you know, these get that creep factor. You know, there is that something about him he just
1: had that stare yeah and and like you know bob ross too i'm surprised like bob ross was a saint
0: how dare you
1: no i mean he's a great guy but like you know that's i mean still
0: yeah
1: (laughs) right yeah yeah yeah. people had to make up stuff about bob ross you like have you heard the stories about him being like a vietnam vet that like has like 300 confirmed kills and all that kind of stuff it's all made up that's not not true. true i thought that was true um I I'd read that it's not true, but and and I'm and I'm standing by that that it's not true. I'll, I I both read those articles, but the the one that I read saying it was not true had like backed up with actual facts. And he might have been in the military, but I don't think he wasn't like some kind of you know Rambo Chuck Norris. You know, I see you there in those trees. I'm gonna snipe <laughs> you. Know, this this like, happy
0: little tree. This, this 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 happy little tree. That's gonna be our secret <laughs> because I'm up in that tree and I'm gonna snipe you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take my happy little knife here and just carve a happy <laughs> little tree and, into your forehead. <laughs> How dare you? (laughs) All right. All right. We got to get back on track. Let's let's use some titanium white (laughs) with some blood red. (laughs) Little little cadmium yellow. Paint my face (laughs) with your blood. And scene.